Welcome to Damn Good Movie Memories with your host, Ryan Davis. This podcast is the cure for your long commute and super boring work day. This is Brian Davis, and for this week's episode, we're going to cover Chicago, and that will be the final of the specific cities we are covering in this little trilogy of major cities and movies. Now, we are going to do kind of a fun episode where we have, where we pick movies where the city name is in the title. That will be upcoming, but right now, we're going to cover Chicago, and I'll start with my list right now. All right, I'm not going to go in any particular order except for this first pick. This first pick is by far the best Chicago movie. It is also one of my favorite movies. It actually might be my favorite movie. It goes back and forth between this and Airplane, but of course it's the Blues Brothers because it's just a perfect movie because it, it has the best music, it has some of the funniest dialogue, you have John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd at the height of their powers. It's just a brilliant movie. You know, I remember my parents renting this when I was in probably first or second grade, and my dad, you know, telling me about this fabulous, you know, soul and, and rhythm and blues music. And really, and I talked about this on the musical episodes, it's one of the few musicals I enjoy watching over and over again because it really doesn't feel like a musical. And, and, the, and again, amazing soul and blues music, and, and you have some of the best music artists of all time with Ray Charles and James Brown, Aretha Franklin, John Lee Hooker. I mean, there's just so many great, great music artists here. Ray Charles. I can't forget Ray Charles. So, anyway, what I remember most about the movie as a kid is being enthralled with the dialogue, because it was the first movie I remember being allowed to watch that had tons of fucks and shits in it. And, of course, then I would recite the, those favorite scenes to my friends, much to my friend's parents' chagrin, and I'm sure they loved me for it. But whatever. It, this movie has lasted with me through my entire movie-watching uh, life, and I still never get sick of it. I probably still watch it twice a year because it, it's brilliant, and I, I can never get enough of it. And it, it shows all the parts of, of Chicago, kind of. It shows the outskirts of Chicago. But when you think of Chicago, you think of the Blues Brothers, because that's, that's where they're based out of. And, and one of the greatest homage songs to Chicago is, is Sweet Home Chicago, and that's what version was playing at the beginning of this podcast. 
All right, for the rest of my picks, I'm not going to go in any specific order because it just makes it easier on me. So you can rearrange them any way you like. But now I'm going to kind of probably go in alphabetic order. And I'm going to start with About Last Night from 1986. I'm not talking about the remake. I'm talking about the original. You know, and on the surface, the original About Last Night seems like your typical 80s romantic comedy. If you watch the trailer, that's what it feels like. Rob Lowe and and James Belushi are, are two single guys in Chicago, and they're always on the prowl for women. Of course, Rob Lowe ends up meeting Demi Marr, and sparks fly, and the two end up living together. And so what is actually unique about this film is that it really isn't a comedy at all. It's about as dramatic and as real as it, as it gets, especially if you've been in a relationship like Lowe and, and Demi Moore. And, you know, when I saw this as a teenager, I thought the movie was kind of boring. However, if you fast forward to when you're actually around their age, the movie resonates way more than it did when I was a kid. Next is Adventures in Babysitting from 1987. And it's a perfect example of why I love movies from the 1980s. There really isn't that much to the story to start with. And then before you know it, you have all these fun scenarios that pop up with action, comedy, and music. And I'm going to sound kind of old now, but this movie would never get made today. There's no superhero, no explosion, and no CGI needed. It's okay. I'll always have my movie collections of, of my you know 80s and 70s and even before that movies to keep me happy. And you know, growing up as, as a kid, you know, I always had a, a crush on Elizabeth Shue ever since she was in you know the Karate Kid. She was Alley with an eye, and so. I was all in when I heard about Adventures in Babysitting, and, and my dad loved the soundtrack because it was filled with blues and soul music, and, and it was our introduction to the legendary blues guitarist Albert Collins, and of course the famous scene, Ain't Nobody Leaves This Place Without Singing the Blues, and you know, it, there's also a fabulous song at the end, and in, in the beginning, uh, by Percy Sledge called Just Can't Stop, and uh, it, it's tremendous. Next is Eight Men Out from 1988, and this is actually one of the best historical baseball movies ever made. And, and covering one of the most controversial scandals in sports history. So if you didn't know already, in 1919, eight players on the Chicago White Sox were accused of throwing the World Series for that season against the Cincinnati Reds. And so even though the players were acquitted in the courts, they were still given a lifetime ban for Major League Baseball. And, and there have been debates about a few of the players regarding if they actually threw any games, specifically Shoeless Joe Jackson, who was one of the best hitters of his era, and third baseman Buck Weaver. So Buck Weaver was played by John Cusack, and D.B. Sweeney played uh, Joe Jackson. And and both players actually uh, performed really well during the series, but due to the players hearing about the payoffs of the other six players, they were basically guilty by association. And, you know, if you were born in Chicago or you lived in Chicago, you've, you, whether you're a Cubs fan or a White Sox fan, it doesn't matter. This is one of the most famous scandals of sports history, uh, let alone just, you know, Chicago lore. And so if you're a fan of sports or, or baseball, this is a must watch. This next movie can definitely challenge the Booze Brothers for one of the most iconic Chicago movies. And that's, of course, John Hughes's classic Ferris Bueller's Day Off from 1986. And so when I was there, when I Whenever I was home from sick from school, this always seemed to be one of the go-to movies I would watch. And John Hughes and his brilliant and creative movies are sorely missed in today's Hollywood. Um, it's funny because dur- I've, t- I've told this story before, but during the famous parade scene when Matthew Broderick lip syncs uh, Twist and Shout, Shout, the version by the Beatles, of course, I asked my dad if it was really him singing. And I think I was seven or eight years old at the time. And my dad dryly replied, uh, no, son, I believe that's some little known band from England called The Beatles. That's That was my dad. Thank you so much. But he did make a point of uh, telling me that the Isley brothers were the first to have a hit with that song. 
As a kid, Ferris always seemed like a blast and was it was fun to watch, but I always laughed the hardest at the scenes with uh, Principal Ed Rooney, played by Jeffrey Jones, and Ferris's sister, Janine, or Shauna, played by Jennifer Grey. And, uh, so, you know, so good. And, of course, at the end, with uh, the very drugged-out Charlie Sheen, as it turned out, he wasn't really acting that much. And, and uh, yeah, as we discovered years later, this role wasn't much of a reach. And Charlie's always winning, I suppose. But the movie itself is a total winner and definitely one of the most iconic Chicago movies. You see Wrigley Field. You see the famous museums. You see the downtown parade. It is just synonymous with Chicago. Next up is a movie that is really underrated and often forgotten, and often forgotten that it actually takes place in, in Chicago, and that is My Bodyguard from 1980. And I always enjoyed My, My Bodyguard when I was a kid, ever since every boy, and, and I'm sure girls as well, wished they had some sort of bodyguard to protect protect them from the school bully. And, and My Bodyguard is a great dramedy. Uh, starring Chris Makepeace, which he was also in Meatballs, and Adam Baldwin, Matt Dillon, Martin Mall, and the always amazing Ruth Gordon. And so if you didn't know already, the plot goes something like this. Clifford, that's Chris Makepeace, moves to a new town in Chicago and begins his first year in high school. However, since he's you know new and he's small in stature, he's the target of the school bully, and that is Melvin, played by Matt Dillon, and the resident bully of the school. And so Melvin always takes Clifford's lunch money, beats him up, and basically makes his life miserable. Clifford then gets the brilliant idea of hiring Ricky, played by Adam Baldwin, to protect him. Ricky is physically intimidating since he's bigger than everyone else at the school, and he has a reputation of killing multiple people. They're all urban legends, of course, but Melvin has no idea what's actually in store for him. And it's just, it's kind of a... It's a good uh, buddy movie, too, because it's not, on the surface, it seems like a comedy, but it's a little deeper than that, and uh, it's kind of still got the grittiness of the of the 70s, because it's in 1980, uh, but you could see the shift into kind of these um, really good teen movies that, that came out of the 1980s as well. All right, next is Never Been Kissed from 1999, and it's a fun romantic comedy starring Drew Barrymore, who I always love. David Arquette and Michael Vartan and Leela Sobeski and Molly Shannon and John C. Riley and James Franco also co-star and this was actually James Franco's film debut. It had been a while since I'd seen this movie before I just purchased it not too long ago, but I always remembered the nickname Drew Barrymore of Drew Barrymore's character, which was Josie Grossi. Now I can't I can't hear the name Josie without putting that name together. I know I'm very mature when it comes to that, but this is actually a really good, you know, it's a really fun rom com. It's very predictable. It does take place in Chicago, but I enjoy Drew Barrymore. I enjoy Drew Barrymore movies. I I always have since I was a kid, and I continue to follow her career no matter what. What she does, I really enjoy the Santa Clarita diet that's currently on Netflix. So if you're into rom-coms and you haven't seen this one yet, and you also like Chicago, check out Never Been Kissed. All right, my final Chicago movie for this episode is Running Scared from 1986. And of course, one of my favorite podcasts, the Awesome 80s Podcast, did a deep dive into Running Scared, so definitely check them out. If you didn't know already, Running Scared is a buddy cop dramedy from the 1980s starring Gregory Hines and Billy Crystal. Jimmy Smith also co-stars. Hines and Crystal's really had a nice chemistry in this film, and it's actually too bad they didn't make more films together. Um, if you didn't know already, the quick plot involves... 
the two police detectives that uh, almost get killed on a case. Uh, their captain instructs them to go on a vacation, and they contemplate retiring and opening up a bar in Florida instead of living in Chicago. However, that would make for a really boring film, and the guys end up getting sucked back into police life. All right, so if you haven't seen that already, check out Running Scared. And now let's hear what everyone else has to pick for their favorite Chicago movies. All right, we're going to do Cities yet again. You can see an ongoing the sequel, theme here. The yes. trilogy. <laughs> so this, this time we're going to Chicago. We did San Francisco and New York. And hopefully I do this in order, otherwise I'm screwed. But if not, we're doing Chicago now. And right. uh, yes, so you have, I think this is your longest list of yeah, the two cities I think we for did. For some reason, I, I don't know, I seem to notice when movies are set in Chicago, and I, or just a lot of my mm-hmm. more favorite movies are in Chicago. I don't know. That's interesting. Good city for movies, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so I'll get started. All um, right. First one is The Fugitive. Yes, that's a good point. Yeah. Harrison Ford, Tommy Lee Jones. Mm-hmm. Very Chicago is all over the city, running around the whole city. That's right, Chicago area, and you know it's the whole uh, dragnet set out for yep. him. So yeah, it's, I don't know. It's a now. Did you ever see the TV show? Did you ever go back and watch? I it? did not. I didn't even know when it first came out. I didn't even know it was based on one. I'm like okay, my dad's like, oh yeah, it's based on a TV show. I'm yeah, surprised they made that into a movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because my dad always yeah. raved about. The Fugitive and yeah. and, uh, and everything, and I need to go back and watch it. So yeah. that's, uh, but I grew up with the movie as you did. So. Yeah, I never. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know anything about mm-hmm. the show, but the movie was great. Movie's great. great. And Tommy Lee Jones. Everyone's got a Chicago accent. Oh, really? exactly. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Chicago. I'm sorry about that. That was my week. Hey, we listen to the Awesome yeah, 80s no, podcast, yeah. so we, right. we go Cubs. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, anyway. well, sorry about the Cubs. Actually, yeah, sorry. <laughs> man. Yeah, yeah. I, I, any, anyone but the Dodgers. So. Anyone but the Dodgers. San Francisco boys say that. All right. Anyway, uh, so there's a whole bunch of the the, the John Hughes. Basically, all, most of his movies are set in Chicago. Yes, suburban Chicago. Um, the one I picked was Ferris Bueller because he actually ends up in the city a lot. Absolutely, I mean, he spends the day there. Wrigley Field, yep. you know, uh, downtown, the museums, rivers, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. museums. So it's very you know, yeah, super Chicagoy. And I love. I don't know. I just love all the, the John Hughes. And oh yeah, it's it's. I don't know. It's interesting to think about his. He has like this whole universe set in suburban Chicago. Yeah, it's like the, the John Hughes verse, and mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and know, we, get like, into, it, we get into we get into you get yeah. the feel of a you know it's this really like you created this this place that it's it's hard to think about like going I've been to Chicago once it's hard to think about Chicago without thinking about all of the John Hughes movies absolutely taking, taking place there so and actually we get <laughs> we actually talk about this it's uh, the the fictional town of Shermer Illinois uh, when it comes to John Hughes and and Kevin Smokler and I talked about this so if you want to uh, go back and listen to that yeah. episode um, it's a really interesting how he kind of puts that universe together even though it's not obvious you kind of see a tie-in with all of those yeah. characters so you yeah. can see how Molly Ringwald's character could have hung out with Ferris Bueller or something yeah. like that. So yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah, John Hughes genius. Oh, absolutely, so, absolutely. Um, Blues Brothers. Ah, uh, yeah, that's my number, number one, one pick. Takes, yes, takes place all around Chicago. Um, probably well, Milwaukee too. I think they go up to Milwaukee. It's not, Possibly after Wisconsin or something. Where Maybe is uh, Bob's Country Bunker? <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> it's on the border. It could somewhere. be somewhere in yeah, yeah, somewhere in <laughs> Illinois. I mean, there's some yeah. Illinois has a surprising amount of countryside, so I don't, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> for I mean, for having such a big city like Chicago, it's also yeah. like a lot of farmland there too. So well, uh-huh. they definitely go downtown when they go to uh, Aretha Franklin's uh, soul food restaurant. Yeah, you can see John Ray Hooker. Charles. Yeah. The, the oh, raise music. Yeah. Uh, it, music. Yeah, it's so good. So so good. And the, the chase at the end where they end up at City Hall. Yeah, yep. It's pretty, pretty <laughs> awesome. 
awesome. And, and the cameo with Steven Spielberg as oh, the, right. the clerk. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, he was good. <laughs> um, the Dark Knight, which is technically oh, set in yeah. Gotham, but it was like the the second of the Batman movies. Yeah. Was, you know, Gotham is supposed to really be New York City if you if you think about it from the the comic books mm-hmm. uh, point of view, but. They, I like that uh, Christopher Nolan kind of... The first one was... The first Batman... Batman Begins was probably more like New York. And then... Yeah. Then he made the second one, Dark Knight, Chicago. Yeah. Which was, I don't know, <laughs> for no reason. Yeah. But it was he cool that he did. He yeah. He recognized the buildings there in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Well, so, it's kind of like Metropolis. You, you assume that's New York, too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. different, different... Like the light side and the dark side of Exactly. <laughs> of yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Let's see, uh, Untouchables, which oh, was you know, course. Depression era, New York, Prohibition era, New York. Uh, sorry, not New York, yeah. Chicago. Sorry, Chicago, yeah, <laughs> we've been doing a lot, folks. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm mixed up. Yes, uh, yeah, Untouchables, Elliot Ness, and Al Capone. Yeah, very synonymous with Chicago. So, and again, a great, great cast with Kevin Costner. Yeah, and uh, Sean Connery, Sean Connery and Andrew, the, Andy Garcia. Yeah. Uh, and- and De Niro, of course, is Al Capone. That's right. And then the guy um, with the glasses. Yeah. I can't think of his he's name. A but He's a good in, character actor yeah. and stuff. Yeah, he was the... Uh, I think he's got three names, I want to say. Yeah. Um, oh, but he, well, we'll have to research it. You'll, you'll, <laughs> yeah. you'll know when... Uh, maybe I'll go back and do it. But he's yeah. in that uh, Never Cry Wolf movie. He's, I think, in the Buddy Holly story. He's the guy in uh, American Graffiti. Oh, yeah. 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 Yes. He's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Really good. Um, the Sting, which I... Oh, didn't I didn't realize, know that was in yeah, but I realized later it was in Chicago. I won't it was steal a that de- one from de- you. Depression area, Chicago. Mm-hmm. The, the Sting is one of my favorite movies because I love Robert, uh, Robert Shaw, Robert yep. Shaw, and uh, Paul Newman, yep. and Robert Redford. Yep. All those guys are awesome. And the Alex character Shaw. actors in that are excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, yeah all of them are great. Um, Mr. Hands in it. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And last is uh, High Fidelity. That's uh, a good John one. Cusack. Who is a Chicago he's a, guy? He's a Chicago guy, and he's in a lot of the John Hughes, or not John Hughes, but the eighties, like yeah, uh, well, say anything. Cameron Crowe movies, yeah, yeah. Cameron Crowe. All the like, he was in like every. I don't know. Yeah, all those younger era movies were, I think, in Chicago. It yeah, like, so that's a great one because uh, uh, and his sister John Cusack. John they're Cusack's in a lot of movies in together. Yeah, yeah. They, they have the family connection. Yeah, I think I think John John Cusack produced High Fidelity, or was oh, okay. one of the producers on it. Mm-hmm. So. Not surprising he cast his sister in it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and she's great. And she's she was great. one of my she's number one anyway. character yeah. actors. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. that. That's a great list. Yeah, like, yeah. That's a really good Chicago, job. I've been to Chicago and I... I, I enjoyed it. I took like a I took a riverboat tour that was like about the architecture. It was just cool to see the city from a river. I didn't really care so much about like the the details of the architecture. I'm not that much. So you architecture need to, you nerd, need to nerd. hang out with Malin. I know yeah. Malin. Yeah, Malin, <laughs> Malin would probably like it. Um, yeah. But uh, and but I love Chicago for the food. I, I basically ate the whole time I was there, <laughs> and I happened to be there. It was for a conference, but I happened to be there when they had like it was I think the Taste of Chicago festival. So there was just oh. this giant food fest. So how do you feel about deep dish pizza as opposed to the New York style pizza? I don't know. I mean, I love deep dish pizza. Chicago style pizza is awesome. Yeah. It's not my favorite pizza because I. It's not so much pizza cheese. Pizza. Yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> it's just not something I would eat all the time. Sure, but I, it's a great. I don't know. It's great food. I don't, yeah. I have a hard time with people who say it's you know like I hate Chicago pizza. It's not pizza. <laughs> well, maybe it's not pizza, but it's still really really it, good. Exactly. It's a different style yeah. of pizza, and yeah. it's pretty well known. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I love it. I, I made sure to eat some authentic Chicago pizza when I when I visited. So nice. Was like, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So great place to eat some food. <laughs> if you're gonna pick between, so we we've covered all the cities. If you're yeah. gonna you've lived or you've been to every single place. Yeah. Food wise, where you. 
who, what would you rather be for uh, San Francisco, New York, and Chicago? Well, if I wanted to get a heart attack as soon as possible, <laughs> I'd go to Chicago because <laughs> all the food I had there was kind of meat or cheese based, uh-huh. and it was uh-huh. really good. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, there's the um, Garrett's popcorn, which is oh yeah, which so good. Our friends in Chicago yeah, send, us send, over us, send us that, that mm-hmm. bucket of popcorn, but I, I stood in line for like a half hour just to get, to get just it. to get popcorn because wow. they make it hot and fresh, and they pour the you know the molten caramel on yeah, it. Yeah, it is so good. Cheddar cheese. Yep. Oh, <laughs> it's good Chicago stuff. is great. Uh, I don't know. I mean, San Francisco and New York are more known for their gourmet food. Yeah. And actually, I felt like New York was uh, better for getting cheap eats. Like, really? good, pretty good food for really cheap. Okay. I don't think you can do that as well in San Francisco. It's more like if you eat cheap stuff in San Francisco, it's really bad junk. Yeah. But you could even get, like, a pretty good slice of pizza in New York for cheap. For cheap. Interesting. Like pizza and a Coke. Because so many people buy it there. All right, so we know Winley's going to like this part of the yeah. episode because all we do is talk <laughs> the about food. food. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> so cool. Yeah, I made sure to eat at a lot of good restaurants in New York. Yeah, I would. I would definitely go back to Chicago just for the just food. for the food <laughs> <laughs> and maybe catch so, a ball game. You never. Yeah, know. I have, no, I would love to see Wrigley too. I didn't yeah. get a chance to do that when I was there. Mm-hmm. You can avoid yeah. Comiskey. It's okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the new game? There's the old Comiskey. That's guy, different. Yeah. That's true. All right. Well, anyway. again, thank you thank as you. always. We sure. delve into other things. Yes. And this yeah. is great. So thanks, Brian. All right. All right, we're back with Enrica. Welcome Hello. back. So this week we're going to do our favorite Chicago movies. Chicago. So you've never been to Chicago, but that's never okay. Never been. I don't even know what it looks like. I don't even <laughs> think if you showed me a picture of a city, I'd be like, yeah, that's Chicago. But you know through film, and that's what we're yeah, talking about. Yeah, I do. I mean, I don't even know if you can say that. You know, like when you see a movie, and it just takes place in a place, yeah. and like they say it's Chicago, but like you don't really, don't really get to know the place. Right. You know? Like, that's how I feel about Chicago. Like, I've seen so many movies taking place mm-hmm. there, but I never once, when watching the movie, thought, like, oh, Chicago, that seems nice. Mm-hmm. Or, like, that's clearly a so cool place. So is Chicago place. on your bucket list of cities to go to, or is do you have a bucket list of places I mean, to see? Not really. I, I would love to go to San Diego. Cause San Diego is great. Yeah. The zoo and the, the pretty surfing yes people <laughs> um and yeah i mean that's the only other city i've really? always really wanted to go to interesting but i've i'm very fortunate i have gone on two cross-country trips mm-hmm. so even though i'm only 26 i've yeah. seen most of the major cities that's awesome so i've been to a lot of really great places been to portland mm-hmm. to seattle all the places i've always wanted to right. go to mm-hmm. i've been um Pittsburgh, Philly, mm-hmm. yep. New York. And been to Boston. Been to Boston mm-hmm. twice, three times. Mm-hmm. Loved it. So, yeah, I've had a really good experience yeah. just with America. So, yeah. <laughs> I love America. So you just have to go to San Diego? <laughs> but I've never yeah. been to Chicago. I've been to Union Pier, Michigan. Okay. Which is across the lake from Chicago. So you can, like, see the city oh. and the lake. And we crossed when we stopped in that area of Michigan. We drove, like, around the lake and we saw Chicago. Okay. Um, but that was it. They never really like, spent time. Right. So, so we're going to spend time talking about our favorite Chicago movies now. Yeah. So let's go through the list. Okay. I most recently saw The Big Sick. Oh, okay. With Kumail Nandijani. I think that's how you say his name. Mm-hmm. He's the guy in Silicon Valley. Like yes. the Pakistani guy. Yes. And he's freaking hilarious. He is. He's, <laughs> he's really so funny. He's funny. great in that show. He's so good in the show. And I didn't know that the story of The Big Sick where he meets his girlfriend and she gets this horrible autoimmune disease Mm -hmm. which i relate to in many levels but um i didn't know it was a true story of like him and how he met his wife i didn't know that either so 
yeah, he met his wife and she was a white woman. He was mm-hmm. a Pakistani man and there was all that like tension and mm-hmm. they met. Um, I don't remember how they met. He was just like a comic, like a struggling comic right. and she was a college student or like a, a master's student mm-hmm. and they like hit it off at a comedy club or mm. something. Um, but then they dated and they had a great time, but he had to like hide their relationship because she wasn't Pakistani. Right. Um, so it was in, so his family didn't accept her. No. Interesting. Okay. Um, because yeah, she wasn't Pakistani. So right. okay. throughout the film, it's hilarious. It's mm-hmm. a funny movie. Like his parents are trying to introduce him to like set him up with his wife. Okay. Or set him up with a Pakistani woman. So they, do wife. they do arranged marriages? They do. Okay. Most of their marriages are arranged marriages. Got I think. it. I think it's like one in seven is love marriage. Wow. Okay. Um, which is, I'm not sure if it's the same statistic as India, but both India and Pakistan have the same, like, culture of arranged marriages. Right. So he, you know, that was always in the cards for him. Mm-hmm. And he didn't expect to fall in love with a white woman. He obviously mm-hmm. wanted to, to, like, please his parents. Sure. But then she gets really sick, and, like, he feels like he has this connection to her family mm-hmm. through being there and nursing her back to health. And So they do end up accepting her through the, the turmoil of what's They going kind on. of, the his family mm-hmm. has to be, like, forced into accepting her. It's kind okay. of funny <laughs> how he, like, forces their hand. They, like, plan on kicking him out of the family. <laughs> really? And he, like, just doesn't have it. Yeah. He, like, comes to family events anyway. Yeah. And eventually they're, like... What he, can you do? Yeah, <laughs> he's still the same person. We still love him. Like, what are we going to do? Yeah. So he's like, I know that you guys have all decided to kick me out of the family, but I disagree. <laughs> so I'm not being kicked out of the family. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. So and how are you going to argue with that? Right. And the movie does feature Chicago. I mean, mm-hmm. it features Chicago, specifically Chicago's, like, comedy scene mm. because it's such a hub, like, it's like the last East Coast East Coast city yeah. before you like hop on a plane and come out west. Mm-hmm. So it's like a big venue. For, Pittsburgh as well was a big like arts comedy venue for like small tours, right? Small touring bands mm-hmm. and, and comedy people. So the comedy scene in Chicago is like was cool and the yeah. way it was featured. But I don't have any like visual mm-hmm. understanding of like what the city looks like or anything. Yeah. Okay, so is, was that the one movie? There's have, one, or? and okay. then uh, Bridesmaids. I didn't know was also I didn't know took that was place in Chicago. In Chicago right? Like that's what that's I what no I mean by Chicago movies. Like yeah. they take place in a city, comma general. Yeah. And then you find out later that city was Chicago, and you're right. like, oh, I didn't know that. Holy crap! Yeah. Because <laughs> Chicago doesn't have like a legit. Like, not yeah. what's that's not the word, like a memorable look, right? I mean, unless they go to like Bangley Field <laughs> or to like the Bean, yeah, or the, the big, yeah, there's not like scenes that you automatically are like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. Chicago. Um, and then the Booze Brothers films, absolutely. And the only reason I know those are Chicago is because of their accents, that's right, yeah. like they have such strong Chicago accents. And that's what's the great part about the first, well, the, the original Booze Brothers is they give the DMV. The address of oh, yeah. West Addison, Chicago. which is um, Wrigley Field. And so when yeah. the, the Nazis tried to catch them, <laughs> they jumped to Wrigley Field. It's so. so funny. And, you know, one of the fun things about the Blues Brothers is they're always on the run. So always. they're always going to, like, uh, these locations. Like Bob's Country Bunker, mm-hmm. the, wherever that is. Yeah, <laughs> but they were, like, got those Chicago accents yes. and those black suits and stuff. That's right. So, I mean, those are on there. And then the last one I have is actually, like, Chicago. Uh-huh. Which the movie Chicago, the musical, the musical, yeah, 
the 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 Renee Zellweger musical. Mm-hmm. And you, we, if you want to go back and listen to what Enrica thinks about Chicago in depth, check out the musical yeah, episode. I love that musical. Yeah. I think it's so good. Oh, I love it. But it also heavily features Chicago. Yeah. Chicago, but again, it's a period piece about right. Chicago. So it's like that. What is it? The twenties? Probably like during the the Roaring Twenties, like the the flappers and yeah. Like yeah, it's like the twenties into yeah. the thirties because mm-hmm. there's some depression stuff. Maybe I'm misremembering it, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's kind of like a response to like female empowerment mm-hmm. and violence against women and how the 20s kind of gave women this new sense of empowerment mm-hmm. but like i love it. i love how it's set in chicago and in the, in the jail cells yeah. and and the idea of like these apartments in chicago being kind of moody and dark and it's got like a dark vibe yeah and i associate chicago with like this dark vibe i don't know why maybe it's because it's well, yeah, really that's, depressing. Yeah, that's, we'll leave it on that note. So, thank you, Enrique. It took her almost two months. Oh my god! But I know. I just keep. I keep expanding it. It makes it fun though. You just jump like that. In any case, Danielle is back. As you as you could have guessed, that's Danielle. When you hear the laugh. It's Danielle. <laughs> And this week, we are going to cover Chicago movies. We have done New York. We have done San Francisco. Yes. But now it's time to do Chicago. And you actually said you found, unlike other people, you found Chicago movies easier than you found New York movies. Yeah, I didn't know that I was watching so many. So many Chicago movies. (laughs) Yes, I I did find Okay. So did you come up with a top six list? Yes, of course. It wasn't six and a half. It wasn't 6.75. No, no, six is good. Okay. It's good enough. <laughs> good enough. All right. Good let's, enough. Let's start from the, the top or bottom or however you want to call it. Number six. Number six is Chicago. No, it's not Chicago. Oh, okay. <laughs> Get out. No, it's yeah. worse. I mean, Chicago is a musical. It's fine, but it's, it's too I, I obvious. Don't know. It's too obvious. And I, I don't know. But number six is dumb. But I laugh at <laughs> that movie. But it's dumb. So I want to make clear it is dumb movie. Okay. It's Bad Moms. Oh, and you do love that movie. Yes. I didn't love it. I didn't know it was in so it's in a suburb of it's Chicago. It's a suburb of Chicago. Got it. And it is funny because it's so <laughs> like uh, I am a mom life. and yeah. you know, I I need to face the PTA moms who are scary. So <laughs> I, I I feel her. I know what she's going through. Now, which character was going through that one? Uh, it was Mil- was Mila uh, Kunis. The one who stole Dennis Moore's husband. Yes. Yeah, so. Mila Kunis. <laughs> I know yes. that. I know that part. Yes, so I don't like her as an actress. Not okay. because they Moore. I don't like Demi Moore either. So, <laughs> as an actress, I don't like her. But, not I don't like her. I don't like her in the movies I don't think she's a good actress at all but there are the other like there's the one from Frozen the Kristen Bell yes and the other one who is like the is it Christina Applegate in it? I don't know no. she's insane she's everything's about sex and you know what and then there's the PTA moms like you stick up you know and <laughs> they're very you're gonna delete this part no no oh it Catherine Hahn. yes it came by accident yeah. so you portray everything like you have all the moms the crazy one the working mom the you know the stay at home the one that helicopter the mom who is like everything's perfect yeah. and you have the pta moms and you have the followers yeah 
that happens. I mean, I go through that. Oh, <laughs> I have that. So, like the scene about the uh, the baking sale, it's hilarious because it's kind of not like that. They doing like a joke about about. It was so simple before when I was a kid. You're gonna have a baking sale. You bake a cake and you give it to a school and they have a party and people buy the cake and get the money. Now you need to have the gluten allergy. The not the allergy that these are it needs to be organic fat free freedom god it's annoying <laughs> so the bake i did once because i work i go to school i have two kids it's everything on me alone so one baking sale i completely forgot and clara was crying her eyes oh my god did you put sugar and butter i completely no i just you know i took my my thing the plastic yeah. thing i went to nobby hill i bought the the brownies yeah. and I took it out from a day package I put on my nice tray <laughs> <laughs> and I put like paper towel and ultra protein yeah. and they ask oh is this homemade oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I did so that's why I like the movie but it's like once to see the movie and then you see another with your girlfriends and laugh it's more about fun. It. Now, have you seen the sequel, which just came out, Bad Mom's Christmas? No, I'm waiting because I'm gonna rent and I'm gonna have like a, a cocktail night, night uh -huh. for my friends, and you know we're gonna be in the small movie theater sure. and uh, just watch and that's nice. Just in between friends. That's cool. Yes. All so right. that's number six. That's a good and one. Took, I don't even need. Uh, it took like half an hour to that's talk all right. about. That's all right. All right, we're done. Because it's recent, I could remember everything, so it's easy. <laughs> So my number five, uh, I watch in the movie theater actually, is uh, I, I watch a few times. Is Dragonfly with Kevin oh. Costner? Uh -huh. Yeah, Costner. almost there. <laughs> <laughs> and I is in Chicago. He's a doctor. He's him and his wife mm -hmm. are like doctors at the Chicago hospital. She's seven months pregnant or so. Like her belly is huge. And she goes to Venezuela to help some, I don't know, some villages that don't have doctors. You know those doctors that go to um, yeah, yeah, yeah. place that need help. Yep. So, and she dies there. Did you watch the movie? I've never seen it. Oh, so, so I cannot say it. No, you can't. You definitely <laughs> so she can. dies in an accident and landslide and it hits her bus and she dies and there's kids in the bus too. It's a sad scene uh -huh. to see it. And the body was never found, and he's recovering, he's in grief, and he starts to have the visions about her, and things start getting creepy, actually. You, you can get this a feel you like, like you can get like, you know, you, you, you know, jump a little bit from the chair a little bit. <laughs> it is like he's grieving, but there's some scenes like she, he can see her face. His look is dragonfly because it's her favorite um, insect. insect. Animal, come on, it's three divisions animal, mineral, and vegetable. <laughs> how do you spell a a mineral? How do you spell ADD? <laughs> <laughs> and she has a birthmark that is like in the shape of, of a uh, dragonfly. dragonfly. So uh, there's this scene that he's looking at the window and he sees a dragonfly at night and he looks, he keeps his look, and then comes her face on the mm. freaking window. Oh my god, a jump. I wasn't expecting that. And there's dead people because he. There's the patient and the guy's dead, and suddenly he talks with him. That so you have this. Yeah, <laughs> this no, I can end. see why you like because you like these types of movies. But it's a beautiful. But at the end, it's a beautiful movie. So she was. It was her giving him. It was not his his mind. I thought it was his mind, but it was her giving signs. Giving signs, and he goes to Venezuela. Now, did they have kids? 
No, okay. but he goes to Venezuela to see because she does in a map. She draws something in a map too, mm -hmm. and is he finds out like they saved the baby and the baby was there. So it's so beautiful, like the rap. So you know, ghosts are not as bad. So that's a good. <laughs> it don't need to be scary. You, you don't need to see the movie now, folks. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it's full of plots. This podcast. I know. Come on. Come on. <laughs> so number four. Yes. Everybody pick this one. We'll see. Risky business. Uh, you know what? I forgot. <laughs> I totally <laughs> forgot. Well, or maybe I didn't. Okay. I still haven't done Chicago yet. So, oh yeah. my! Oh, you didn't do it. So, I have my list, but I so I'm recording this before then yes, he records. So, so right. if he gets, he's yeah. stealing my idea. So <laughs> maybe I picked it. it. You know, it's in the suburbs of Chicago. It is. So that's probably why I didn't pick it. Well, no, 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 there's nothing wrong with that. I was trying to look for more downtown. Okay. Oh yeah. my god. Oh, that's why you guys are so peaky. No, I'm not, I I'm everything not really that not. was about Chicago. <laughs> You're right. It is actually. Well, you could just say Illinois. So, yeah. <laughs> so I didn't even know was risky. I'm not good in geography. I don't know why Chicago in the map. I, you get a pass. <laughs> you, weren't, you weren't born here. <laughs> so uh, that movie is fun, and I watch it very long. I was not supposed to watch it that age. Because he was dancing in his underwear. Oh no, that was the easiest part. But how about oh, the, the prostitutes in, on the house? Oh, they're in the, on the train. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, I watched that. I didn't get it the first time I watched I was so young. And then I watch again. I like Rebecca DeMornay. DeMornay. She plays the lead prostitute. Yeah, she is. They had a relationship at that time. I think they they were dating. And Tom Cruise was Tom Cruise. He was yeah. cute. I never liked him, but. Yeah, like, this is like kind of first breakout role because this is before oh, yeah, Top Gun. Yeah. And, yeah. So it was a funny movie. Like, very. Oh, he's raising money to fix the. Yeah, because he threw a party. Uh, yeah, it's fun. I remember as a teenager watching. watching and I like it. If I watch now, oh, not, no, not so, as much. I mean, it's got the fun 80s vibe Yeah, to it. And, yeah. Uh, there, that scene when him dancing to Bob Seger's oh, old yeah, time yeah, rock and roll, yeah. that is an iconic yes, scene. Because yes. you see him in his socks and just his underwear and long shirt, you know, sliding oh, yeah. by. Like, you know you that. You know, everybody did everybody that. Everybody knows that, yeah. Everybody did that. I still, I still <laughs> do that, folks. So, there you go. <laughs> so yeah, I, I like it. No, it's it was a fun, a movie. fun movie. That's a good I one. could not do it without adding this movie. That's you right. did, but I did. No, you don't know so, if I did or not. <laughs> oh, it's still in my idea. Okay. So, but this one you got it, and you cannot deny it. <laughs> my number three is Ferris Bueller. I don't even need to complain. Well, if you can't say it, no. no. I know I cannot say it. So. This is, I think, everyone's number. Could be not everyone's, but many people's number one. It Chicago was not movie. my number. No, no, I know, but it's probably mine. Uh, it is. Oh my god, the music! I think I don't forget that movie because the song in the parade. I mean, Twisted that Show. was. Of course, that was like the best. The best. <laughs> so I've told this story on the podcast before, but when I first saw this, I thought Matthew Broderick Ferris was singing. I mm -hmm. thought that was him singing. Oh, really? And my dad was like. Yeah, that's a little small band known as the Beatles. <laughs> so, yeah. Look, I was like eight, nine at the time. So, oh yeah. my gosh! No, so I I like it. I I watched very young as well, like teen. I don't know which year, how old I was. Sure. Uh, but I I watch a few times later, and it's funny. Like the the friend is hilarious. I love oh, the guy. Yeah. The guy. Cameron. Oh my god, the car. Poor guy. Oh, my goodness. 
so it's all fun and you know they they can't they lie to everybody it's Hilarious. So the funny part is, so all of the scene, like, obviously it is in downtown Chicago mm -hmm. where they had the parade, they went to the museum. Yes. They went to the Cubs game, which is in Wrigley, Wrigley Field, which is mm -hmm. a famous baseball park. But it's funny, so the car scene where, you know, the car, he mm -hmm. kills yeah, the car, yes. that's filmed in L.A. Because that house looks nothing like a Chicago house. It looks like kind of an L.A. Oh, modern really? house. So, yeah, so it, not all of it was filmed And in the LA. sister, the frustrated oh, sister. She's oh, she's so good. But, yeah. of course, that's baby... Um, What's her name now? I for, I'm forgetting her name. Oh, but, I never remember her but name. But that's, uh, yeah, Jeannie in that movie. Yeah, uh, she, Jennifer Grey. She, Jennifer Grey. She disappeared because she had the yeah, surgery on the nose, right? Yeah. And then She didn't look like it. Jennifer Grey anymore. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hollywood. A, oh, my God. She was in a lot of good movies in the 80s. It was, she did. She, she was in all the, uh, all the movies that I watched. She was there. So Dirty Dancing, Ferris Bueller, and Red Dawn. So but there's just, more. There are more. It was like, whoa, those people, like some people, some actors for the 80s, they would be on and on. on the they same, were. Right? Yeah. So, okay, so this is my number three. The one you don't see anymore, though, is Ferris' girlfriend, Mia Sarah. You really didn't see her much yeah. after that. I don't even remember, exactly. like the face. I, I remember the, the face, brunette. but I don't know yeah. who is she. Yeah. Right. So. And, oh, here's some more trivia. What? Because I don't know if I'm talking about it or not when I get there. But the um, the Ferris's parents, mm -hmm. they actually ended up getting married after the movie. Really? Yeah, they oh. ended up dating and getting That's married. That's cute. Yeah, isn't that funny? <laughs> they still married? I don't know. I would have to find out. <laughs> there you go. All right, number two. Number two is, uh, I don't know if I can say that, but the Fugitive. Yeah. With Harrison Ford yeah, and Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, that's a great one. So he's a surgeon on the doctor, whatever yeah. you call it, yeah. on the hospital. And his wife, I remember this scene, like his wife is, they're attacked, right? She dies. And, oh, he get, I don't it's, remember. It's, uh, I think his name is Richard Kimball. Um, so she dies. And I remember him say, oh, the guy had a prostate arm and no one would believe him. The man, him. With, the man and, with the, You know, the she made arm. a 911 call mm -hmm. saying it was the husband, but, you know, she had, like, the guy made her do it yeah. and everything. Like, we so plot against him that yeah. I didn't even know, like, maybe he did kill the wife because yeah. the insurance money. So, and then comes Tommy Lee Jones. I, I, mean, I was in love with him. He's the guy that can <laughs> always plays the same role, too. Tommy he, Lee he Jones. Does, he does. He's great. But yeah. I was in love, literally. Yeah. He with was like, in love, like platonic. Like, I would watch his movies because I was in love in the 90s with Tommy Lee Jones. Wow. <laughs> I watched, like, uh, Men in Black because yeah. of him, like a bunch of movies because yeah. of Tommy Lee Jones. Most people like Will Smith. You like right? Tommy Lee Jones. I'm, I'm the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> so, because I love, like, his fate. He was such a good actor yeah. so i love it you know how he played the so <laughs> like, it's focus. coming it's coming back the <laughs> feeling <laughs> so yes uh he's a u.s marshal yes. that is the con there's a movie Called that US is Marshall oh my god that movie Wesley i love Snipes it. i almost i thought that movie was in chicago yeah, but it's it's starting in chicago yeah. with wesley snipes driving and yeah. then goes to new york yeah. they're playing so everything so I like it. The Harrison Ford is amazing as always, and then you understand what happened. Yeah. Like the pharmaceutical, of course, they need to screw up everything. Yeah. So the woman died by accident. They want to kill the guy yeah. because it. I think the drug gives like uh, they. He found out effects, it yeah. was um, 
kidney cancer yeah. or and so they, liver su they cancer. suppress the findings they yeah, want yeah. to kill him so yeah. you know because the fda didn't want to approve it yes did approve it. well so it's funny because so my dad Growing up, my dad's favorite TV show was The Fugitive. This is based on a TV show oh, really? from I the sixties. So oh. I think my dad was in the military at the time when the um, final episodes were being done. So I'm not sure he. I think he, he eventually found out later how it ended. But no, it started. Uh, David Jansen played the Harrison Ford character. I didn't know. And no, it was a, it was on for probably five years, three or four. Years, you know, three to five years. And so then they turned it into a movie. So many people at my age only know the movie as the original, but it's not. It's the TV show. So when we do the episode, best TV shows that became movies, this should definitely I be I can add that. But yeah. I didn't watch the TV show. No, many people haven't. I mean, you're too young. I'm too young. So you can see it on... I mean, it's probably, I'm sure it's Thank on the Thank you for the young yeah, part. You're very young. My day is bright. Now. <laughs> there you go. You're younger than me. So... Oh. So uh, my number one for Chicago. Yeah. See... I have like a variety of topics. <laughs> uh, whoever said you didn't have variety. So my number one, and I really like this movie. I need to watch it again, by the way, because I was forgetting how it was a movie. Is uh, Primal Fear with Richard Gere. Oh, I, I've heard of this. It is. Uh, I had to see this. Well, I mean, I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> and then uh, the Edward Norton. Oh, yeah. He was actor. the auto, auto boy. Uh-huh. And he was amazing on that movie. So the movie is about like Catholic Church, of course. I have seen this, yeah. Uh, and you know, pedophilia, mm -hmm. etc. And then uh, this archbishop was killed, and the uh, the accused was the boy, the altar boy, because he was sexually abused. Yeah. No one knew until then. And then there's a videotape that shows that, and he showed Gears is a uh, lawyer. Yeah, he's a defense attorney. He's a defense attorney, and he gets the case pro bono. And yeah. he goes, and you know, he believe he actually because it's Roy. I think it's Roy, the name of the boy that is calm. Mm -hmm. So the boy is really calm, and suddenly he just snaps, and he's he becomes Aaron, or I don't know if it's the way around. Like Roy, Roy is the boy, is the good, and Aaron is the bad, mm -hmm. right? So they say, oh, he has multiple personalities yeah. disorder. So I remember on the track because then, but I I don't think he, they could do this because then the uh, Roy would have a motive, right? Because he was raped, not raped, but sexually abused sure. by the archbishop. Uh, but it's interesting because he switched. You know, to Ryan Arrow so well done. You you don't see as the same person. Yeah. He's really he was really great on this one. And then they tried to bring Arrow on the uh, trial because the Roy guy is very you you believe that he's innocent and um, actually and then they Richard Gere starts like poking about the sexual abuse. And Roy uh, Aaron comes out, and I think he tries to kill the um, prosecutor, like the one that is against. Yeah, 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 no prosecutor yeah. Um, or district attorney. And you know, so he he's not he doesn't go to jail. He goes to psychiatric sure. hospital, like maximum penalty. He's gonna be there for life. Yeah. But at the end, is inter. I don't know. Can I say? It? Of course. <laughs> so no. no the, we should just call you spoiler. Yeah. No, the, no. What it? Did you see the movie? Did you A watch it? A long time it? ago. Yes, I've seen it. Yeah. So it's interesting because I didn't see. I was surprised because uh, when he grabs the the girl on the 
trial, he always said, when I become Roy, uh, Aaron, I cannot remember what he did when he goes back to Roy. It's like a blank. He, it's like he was sleeping. Yeah. So as Richard Gere gives the news, oh, look, you're going to the hospital, blah, blah, blah. And as he's leaving, Roy asks him, how is this person's neck, the woman's neck? And the Richard Gere, you shouldn't remember that because you're as Aaron. That's right. So he says, so Aaron never, uh, no, so Aaron, no, Roy never existed. And then he was like, no, actually, Aaron never existed. Yeah. So it's super creepy then. Yeah. So well, that's why Edward Norton's, Edward Norton's a great actor. He is, so, right? Yeah. Uh, the other cast is Laura Linney. She's in it. She's very good. And Francis McDormand. Yeah. Who, uh, yeah, of course, best known in Fargo and many other things. But <laughs> she's, she's a great actress. So it's a great cast. Definitely check out Primal Fear. It came out in 1996. Yes. And uh, I know it's on Netflix because I watched it on Netflix not too it long ago. It was on Netflix? Yeah. It is on Netflix? Well, I mean, it's. I'm I don't know if it's on it. streaming. I'm still a, a dinosaur and I still get the actual DVDs in the you mail. Because di- uh, no, you I get just, a bigger catalog. It's so. expensive. No, it's not. It it's is, like eight, eight bucks a month for yeah, one DVD. I pay seven. It's a dollar. Twelve dollars per year. I'll, I'll loan you a dollar. <laughs> For being on the show, I'll pay you a dollar a month. If you, if you count 10 years, it's like $1,200. That's a lot of money. <laughs> on that note, we get economic lessons from Danielle. Thank you so much. Okay, we're back with Samantha. Welcome back. Hello, thank you. So we're going to talk about Chicago, and uh, you've been to Chicago a few times. I have. And uh, you go to the music festivals there. Oh, I do. And it was a Riot Fest. Riot Fest. Yeah, Uh-oh. So. Inside fact about me. <laughs> That's right. So Uh-oh. What's that we up, found, people? We found Uh-oh. out uh, that you, you're, near and, you're near and close <laughs> to the Zodiac uh, killings and, and things like that, and then you also like to go to concerts in Chicago, so this yeah. is good. So for this week, we're going to talk about our, um, our favorite movies based in or around Chicago, and... Uh, what are you going to go with? So this is hard because I feel like someone, I had never been to Chicago until a couple of years okay. ago and I didn't really identify, like, there's not much identifiable about Chicago. People have been saying like, this. I'm sorry. Yeah. But it's easy to recognize a movie mm-hmm. based in like New York or... Paris. Or, yeah, yeah, Paris, mm-hmm. San Francisco, LA. Mm-hmm. Like there's just landmarkers and sure. like Chicago. I And even I've been there, it kind of looks like just a generic City. Mm-hmm. metropolitan yeah. area. Like they do have certain skyscrapers and things, but it's just a city. It's mm-hmm. a very pretty city. Yeah. But yeah, so nothing really identified. I never really like associated anything with it or remembered and I think, like, no movies really came to mind. And then I thought, well, what about Chicago, the Broadway musical? Everyone's mentioned that one, too. Yeah. It's not even filmed there. There they you go. They filmed it in Toronto. <laughs> the entire thing. You've blown the illusion. So, so yes. yeah, that's upsetting. But, yes. I mean, it was based in the 20s, so they probably couldn't have filmed it in Chicago anyway. And really yeah. got that look and feel they, they needed. either do tons of CGI or... Yeah. I don't know. It's also really cheap to film in Canada. Which is what happens a lot so, now. Yep. Yeah, so that was depressing because I really do love that movie. Yeah. And it's called Chicago. Come on. <laughs> you gotta film in Chicago. Um, yeah, and like a lot of movies are based around the area. Okay. Like um or like in the Midwest, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's all the suburban, like the John Hughes movies sure. and even um like Home Alone. Yeah. It's yeah. based in Chicago, but they live out in the suburbs. Right. And I think there are some... In the first one, does he go, like... 
He really into doesn't... Into the city at all? No. Do they, are they in the city? No, he's pretty much in the, in the house. They go to the airport. Yeah. But no, And then he's no. just in the house. Yeah. The which only is time in he, Evanston, Illinois, by the way. <laughs> the only time he actually goes places, and I think I'll probably even put this on the list, is, when, is he goes to New York. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so that's like... And when I was looking up movies based in Chicago, they had Home Alone as like the top one. And I'm like, no, it's not even no. there. It's in the suburbs. Exactly. So yeah. that's why I did pick, I picked Adventures and Babysitting because they do end up in the city. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. That's yeah. So then I fell on the default of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Of course. It's, which... it's probably one of the, I would say between that and the Blues Brothers are the two main yeah. Chicago movies. Yeah. Yeah. And like, um... A lot of others that were actually filmed there I have not seen, mm-hmm. so maybe that's something to consider. Yep. Um, but, yeah, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, it, um, I was reading about it, and it was kind of like a an homage to Chicago in a way. Yeah. Like, he, unlike, I think, his other movies, there's a lot of kind of, like, artsy, like, moments. Yeah. So, my, my favorite scene, or one of them, is the museum. Yes. Scene. And I like there's the Smith song in the background. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and uh, Cameron looking very deeply into that painting as it gets closer yeah. and closer. Yeah. So that painting is called A Sunday Afternoon Thank on the you. island of the Grand Jeté. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's a pointillism piece. Mm-hmm. Um, anywho, so when I went to Chicago like the first time, I really wanted to go to that museum and it looks the same as it does in the movie it's crazy and they um all of the like their most famous paintings are in that scene okay so it's really like the kids are going to kind of like what if you would go yeah if you would go as a tourist you'd go and so that seems a really nice little like montage of so when you went did you go with friends and hold hands no but um it was really really crowded when i went actually Mm -hmm. um and they have the i they didn't feature it in that scene but they have the american gothic painting there okay yeah and Basically, you had to get in line to take a picture with it because mm. everyone was posing next to it, okay. like they're holding a pitchfork yeah. and stuff. <laughs> but um, so, did you go to the uh, snooty restaurant that he was um, Abe from in the Sausage no. Game? No, yeah, yeah. I wonder yeah. which. I don't know what where it is. Yeah, we should do some research on that one. Um, and then, of course, it, what's interesting we were talking about how the structure of Chicago always kind of looks like any other city mm-hmm. but it's interesting because Wrigley Field is so distinct for a baseball park because yeah. of the ivy and the brick yeah. and everything so it's kind of interesting that their baseball field looks like no other but the actual yeah. city itself is kind of I eh. think Wrigley Field is not really in the major part of the city okay it's like, in the northern part as yeah to the south side. yeah Chicago it's really weird like when I went there and like I was just there last month mm-hmm. it's like a gigantic suburb mm-hmm. with like a cluster of city in the middle of mm-hmm. it. Okay. So if you go just a few, like five minutes out of the center, it's just like houses oh. and stuff and just a lot of like residential neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, yeah, I never saw Wrigley Field because it was too far away. Far away. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, so we're in an interesting place. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really love that museum scene. Mm-hmm. And where else did Ferris Bueller? Well, was the there parade, was a parade down? Yeah, yeah, but it's like again, just like kind of a generic. Yeah, I think they go to. Isn't there a um, 
they're in a stock exchange. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If, I, I have no clue. Yeah, I don't even know if it's still there. Because I remember the San they used to have a San Francisco stock exchange too. I don't know if it's still there either. Um, but yeah, because I remember Cameron making funny hand motions at them. They did a lot, but then again, they didn't do... I mean, they did a lot for one day, but um, I'm trying to think of... No, I think that's yeah. pretty much it. Because so. the house, Cameron's house is in... Whatever the like, yeah. I think it's actually in LA. Oh, really? Okay. Uh-huh. Because yeah, it does look like a modern kind of thing. Um, yeah, so let's see. It's Oh, it's actually... So the school where they ditch, it's from the northern suburbs. Okay. Um, and... Yeah. The home of Cameron is in Highland Park, oh, California. <laughs> That's like, interesting. So, yeah, because it looks like it's in the hills. Yeah, it's like, no worries. It goes off the cliff and they, <laughs> they destroy the car. And, yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Um, and let's see. Okay, so one of the landmarks from Chicago is the Tribune Tower. Okay. And I think that can be seen. The parking garage is also still there. Like oh, is that they, they leave the car. Oh, the parking garage. <laughs> is that, I think when they're like all leaning and they're looking down, that's the Tribune Tower. Okay. Uh, probably, yeah. And I don't know where his dad worked. So probably whatever that building was when he was he was watching the parade. But. Oh no, actually the building, the tower where they went to is they go to the sky deck in the Willis Tower. Okay. And I've never been there. I'm afraid of heights. So oh, okay. So I don't go to <laughs> Okay, got it. I don't like to be suspended. So that's why you picked Vertigo. <laughs> Personal <laughs> yes. connection. Yes. <laughs> so yes. Okay, so they there is a landmark there. It's the sky deck of the Willis Tower. Okay. Um oh Bruce Wayne is also there in the Dark Knight. There you go. Ooh, <laughs> another one. But that's tricky because the Dark Knight is like based in Gotham. Yeah. It's not in Chicago, but... That's kind of like Metropolis could be in New York. And I think a lot of The Dark Knight was filmed in Chicago, Chicago. actually. Uh-huh. And the that trilogy. Um, yeah, I believe Brian mentioned that. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so, here it is. Yeah. Shea Key, the posh restaurant. Uh-huh. It's at 22 West Schiller Street, Chicago. And it's still there? <laughs> yeah. Wow. You can go to... Oh, now it's a private home. Oh, uh, that's too bad. So what was a the... Yeah, Shaky, the Pops restaurant in which Ferris manages to pass himself off as Abe from the yeah, Sausage King of Chicago. Chicago. That's right. Yeah, it's a combination of two locations. The restaurant, which is in Los Angeles, mm. and the exterior, which is a private home. Okay. Oh. See, that's a problem with all these. You, you assume everything's there, and that's the magic of movie editing. But, yeah. yeah. And, huh, they do go to Lake Michigan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good job. Places there. Thank you, Samantha. (laughs) Got a little lesson out of it. That's right. You wanted this, you got it. All right, we're back with Malin. We're continuing our our city theme. And for this week, we're going to do Chicago. So Malin has his list already, as he always does. And and let's hear what he has. Okay, cool. Hey, Brent. So my, my list for Chicago is pretty short. As I was doing some research, it looked to me like most uh, films <laughs> that are either set in and around Chicago, either have to do with gangsters or cops. Yeah, yeah, and, exactly. Yeah, and you probably notice I don't usually bring up a lot of like gangster and cop movies. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I had a thinner list to choose from. I'm blaming Chicago and its nefarious <laughs> history. Poor Chicago. Um, nothing to do with my lack of exposure. <laughs> to, um, have you been there before? Hmm? Have you been to Chicago before? Oh, yeah, I have been to Chicago. I love Chicago. It's amazing. You know, the thing about Chicago, though, is 
um, for an architectural historian or anyone interested in architecture uh, in the United States, it's kind of like a mecca because so much of um, 20th century architecture had its origins in Chicago. It's an amazing city. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I could go on about the city. It's the movies that I'm kind of thin on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, but we'll we'll go through that. And if you wanna if you wanna add some seasoning with with your um, your love of architecture, please do. Oh gosh, we'll see. I'll I'll save that one for the end. So, okay. Um. So the one that probably everyone's gonna choose is Ferris Bueller's Day Off, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So um, rather than go on and on about like how awesome that movie is, because it's pretty much apparent, um, or too much about the city. Um, I thought I'd share just my experience of the film, Sure. which uh, I saw it when it first came out in a cinema in Visalia, California, which is basically nowhere. <laughs> if you're listening to this from Visalia, <laughs> sorry, you know, that's up. It's true. You know it. Um, <laughs> it's still nowhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I saw it and it was just me and my dad in oh. this theater nobody else there and it was the opening weekend and so i sat there and i watched it and it was probably the first time i saw a film in the theater and the reception by other people kind of affected my viewing of it really um yeah i mean i was pretty young but since as the movie theater was empty i kind of like i noticed that hmm. yeah, maybe that was just the first time i noticed being in an empty theater and thinking wow, is there something wrong with the film? Right. And I don't think there was anything wrong with the film. And time has certainly proven that there really isn't too much wrong with it. Um, but I, I think, you know, word just hadn't gotten out or, you know, for whatever reason. Um, right. But I got like this private showing of Ferris Bueller's Day Off wow. with my dad in, um, in Visalia. And yeah, so that was pretty cool because we used to do... Um, movie nights or just like road trips together and you know rarely we would get an opportunity where we were just in the theater alone um and sometimes that was important like when we saw a fish called wanda we mm -hmm. were just laughing so hard <laughs> i i could tell like halfway through the movie we were pissing off everyone else <laughs> um yeah that's that good. that's cool, cool. Like, that's cool you guys actually cool. got to see it in the theater because yeah i think uh, for me, I saw it on VHS for the first time, so that's cool. You got to experience it in in the theater when it first came out. Yeah, and um, and I didn't see it again for years and years after that. Okay. Um, but I hadn't been to Chicago before I saw the movie, and I didn't visit Chicago for years after that. Mm -hmm. um, so for a long time, that movie was kind of my central idea of the spaces of Chicago, um, basically because of the parade route scene. Yeah. And you know, a couple of other things. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, Chicago, the musical. Yep. Which, interesting because really it's not so much about the city spaces, but about the idea of the city of Chicago. And right. not just that, but uh, of the media empire and the way that um, people are portrayed in the media and uh, the lines between criminality and celebrity. And that's... Uh, that's played out on a grander scale um, politically today. Um, but the film is such a really great representation of not representation. Sorry, that's not the word I'm looking for, but it's such a great translation mm -hmm. of um, a musical theater 
production of an idea of a city. So it's removed from the city of Chicago in a few ways, but I, I think it does a really good job of on an abstract level, still making a lot of great images and ideas. Yeah. Um, with the city no absolutely yeah and it's just fun to watch and a lot of those musical numbers are fantastic especially the the tango scene that's just so super bitter and um yeah it's just fantastic yeah good, yeah good pick on uh, the other one getting back to architecture though Candyman. oh really <laughs> no way yeah. so is, did Candyman make your list no it did not <laughs> but i'm no, glad you okay, brought it so up hoping it, i'm hoping it makes danielle's list because um, if it was going to make anyone else's list, it's got to be Danielle. Right? Oh, absolutely. Have you, have, you, have you interviewed Danielle yet? Not yet. So I won't say a word. So we'll see what she does. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah. Well, you were, when you, I, I could hear the surprise in your voice when I mentioned Candyman. <laughs> so I kind of have to assume that you haven't talked to Danielle yet. No. <laughs> um, I loved Candyman as a kid. Uh, I think it has a lot to do with the Philip Glass score. Um, it also has a lot to do with the overhead kind of helicopter shots of the city, both in the opening credits and I think elsewhere interspersed in the city. But it's interesting, too, that um, Candyman as a horror film also has this um, through line, sub, really important subtext of social inequity in the city. And it comes back to the architecture. Like There's a lot of discussion about um, oral histories, urban legends, and architecture, and the ways that the built environment um, affects people and communities, um, and also um, how areas within uh, specific urban environments might be um, homes to particular legends. And uh -huh. I think that that plays out in different cities. I remember when I was... Um, doing my graduate research on Las Vegas, um, I was doing research on the west side of Las Vegas, which was historically that was a segregated neighborhood. And there were a few times when um, hotel investors uh, became interested in the segregated neighborhood because there were, there were these, uh, there was this population that was working in the hotels, but they weren't spending their money in the hotels ah, on the strip. Uh -huh. And so they got clever to the idea that there was all of this money being paid into their pockets that was then going, literally, it was going across the railroad tracks into the segregated neighborhood. Interesting. So they, there were a couple of attempts to open up hotels, uh -huh. um, the, um, racially integrated to some degree, uh, on the other side of the tracks. Mm -hmm. Um, one of them opened in 1955, but there was another one that where they started building it, but I, I guess the uh, the investing failed or whatever, so they never opened it. Hmm. Um, but it became an interesting kind of playground for kids in that neighborhood, and those kids had an urban legend about a character that might be kind of like hiding or living in the spaces of this uh, kind of ruined hotel casino project. Um, well, the same kind of thing is going on in Candyman, and I find that really fascinating that they even bother to explore that. Um, so, yeah, so I find all of that fascinating. Absolutely. Candyman. And, and you can look at Candyman as being like a cheap slasher flick, which, frankly, it absolutely is. Uh -huh. um, but if you want to look at that film and kind of dive deeper, uh, there is more to it than is on kind of the poster for the film that's awesome uh, i need to go back and watch it because it, it was mentioned back in our i think it was episode two on our favorite horror or scary movie i think um 
I don't I forgot who who mentioned it. it Might have been uh, Terry. Awesome. Yeah, I know. I great pick. It. But it, but anyway, yeah, Candyman's great. So if it's something, if you're if anyone's interested in seeing something about Chicago that doesn't necessarily it isn't necessarily all about cops and gangsters, <laughs> although there are some cops in here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Candyman's something to kind of check out. Yeah, absolutely. And that's it. That's all I've got. All right. Well, that, those are that, great picks. Like Road to Perdition and Gangsters and whatever. And unfortunately, Miller's Crossing isn't about Chicago, so I can't talk about it. Ah, that's all. true. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah bummer. Anyway, we, but you got it in. Okay. Check, check out Miller's Crossing if you haven't seen yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Malin. Okay, thanks, Brian. Bye. All right. Thanks to everyone who was interviewed this week for the podcast. It was a lot of fun. So speaking of Chicago, we got to give a few shout outs. One is to the awesome 80s podcast. They are friends of the show. They've been great to us. And so I'm repaying the favor because they're good guys and they are based in Chicago. So definitely check them out. They are also big Cubs fans. And speaking of the Cubs, there's a great podcast about uh, Wrigley Field and the first time that lights were brought into Wrigley Field in 1988 and the whole, you know, leading up to that and and whatnot. And there are some great stories about how in 1984, when the Cubs were making their World Series chase, that the commissioner at the time, I think it was Peter Ubroth, might have been Bowie Kuhn, not sure which, but there was conflict because Wrigley Field didn't have lights at the time, and so they would have to play the World Series games during the day. Well, because of that, the they had talked about maybe sending them to a different location, which would kill their home field advantage, and that would be miserable for the Chicago fans. So the what they were going to do was um, not do an alternate location, but to then give them games um, but lose their home field advantage, which it would have been kind of stupid as it turned out the cubs blew it in 1984 and the padres ended up going the world series and then four years later the cubs got lights but this was an excellent podcast on espn 30 for 30 podcast so if you enjoy baseball and you enjoy history and of course chicago definitely check them out if you enjoy this podcast and are an itunes user please do the show a favor and head on over to the official itunes page for damn good movie memories be sure to leave a rating and a review this will allow the show to appear higher in the algorithm and spread the joy of this podcast to the masses if you are not an itunes user you can still listen and subscribe on podbean at damngoodmoviememories.podbean.com Be sure to like us on Facebook under our Damn Good Movie Memories page. You can also listen to a limited number of episodes on YouTube. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and be sure to tune in next week for an all new episode of Damn Good Movie Memories. 